0: do what minister Rondell was trying to declare us to do I believe the Lord wants to hear our voice so just with the fruit of your lips can you begin to bless his name come on tell him how worthy he is tell him how much you love him he wants to hear from the fruit of your own lips how good he is to you father we bless your name God God we don't want to skate over this moment But God, we want to lift your name on high. Come on, somebody open up your mouth and begin to bless his name. God, you are worthy and worthy to be praised. God, there is none like you, God. God, we searched all over and could find none like you, God. God, so with with the fruit of our lips, God, we begin to bless your name. Come on, this whole sanctuary, begin to lift up his name. God, you are worthy and worthy to be praised. God, You are worthy and worthy to be praised God you are worthy and worthy to be praised there is none like your God there is none like your God thank you God for loving us God when we didn't love ourselves God, Thank you God for loving us God when others didn't love us God God thank you God for loving us God when we didn't love you God so in this moment God we bless your name we bless your name and Father we thank you God that your word declares That you demonstrated your love towards us. That while we were yet sinners, you sent your son to die for us. So God, that means in our lowest place, you loved us. And for that, God, we say thank you. And every believer that believes, give God a hand clap of praise. You are worthy. We love you, God. We love you, God awesome. It's so good to see everybody in the house of the Lord this morning. I want us to go quickly to our text. I want you to go to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. I've been on this sermon series called Be Anxious for Nothing. I believe the Lord wants me to culminate this this morning. Philippians chapter 4. I want us to look at verses 6 and 7. Reading from the New King James Version of the Bible hallelujah. It's on your screens if you don't have it. Let's stand in reverence of God's holy word. The Bible says be anxious for nothing. Tell your neighbor don't worry. worry. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God and the peace of God, that's the good news y'all, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God and the peace of God, somebody say peace, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to minister from this subject this morning, our plan against worry. Our plan, tell your neighbor you need a plan against worry. And here's why we need a plan against worry. Because the enemy has a plan for worry in our lives, therefore it's critical for us to have a plan against worry. I I, I said this in my first sermon, that the enemy has a plan for worry in our lives, so somebody say, then I need a plan. And here's the reason why because when you have no plan against the attacks of the enemy the attacks of the enemy are subject to prosper in your life and here's the problem with many believers because the enemy has a plan for his attacks many of us don't have a plan against those attacks and the enemy's attacks now then are able are subject to prosper in our lives and I know you said I know the Bible says that 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 the weapons that are formed against us shall not prosper but here's what happens when we don't have a plan against the attacks of the enemy we put up no resistance to the enemy somebody say I need to put up resistance And this is why James 4 7 admonishes us with these words resist the devil and he will flee from you and your plan against worry watch this puts up resistance against the enemy's plot with worry. Y'all stand with me. I've got to have a plan against worry and even more notice what um, James 4 7 reveals that where there was no plan against the attacks of the enemy that's a sign that the enemy is welcome. Did y'all hear what I just said? That means when we fail to fight against worry, we tell the enemy he has no reason to flee. If I don't have a plan, really what I'm saying is that the enemy is welcome. Oh, I hope y'all just catching what I just said. So watch this, that's a sad tragedy, y'all. So watch this, for many, worry in our life is not the enemy's fault. It's simply because you told the enemy he was welcome. And many of us realize, wonder why I'm so consumed with worry. Why is worry crippling my life? And the enemy just said that you told him that he was welcome. You had no plan. Somebody say, I need a plan. I need a plan. I need need to put up some level of resistance or the enemy will never flee. And here's the sad reality. Because many believers are ignorant concerning the enemy's plan for worry. They are passive. Watch this concerning worry. Many of us, because we're we're ignorant, we did not know that the enemy wants to use worry, watch this, and I said this, to deprive us, to destroy us, to distract us, we become passive against the enemy's plan for worry. And here lies one of the reasons why we're constantly worried, why many believers are consumed with worry, and why many of us are even crippled by worry. Somebody say, because I don't have a plan. And listen, I, and listen I, I, I need y'all to hear this because I believe every good and perfect gift comes from above. And somebody say, that's psychologists too. That's somebody say, that's counselors too. That's but hear this, I need to say this and don't get mad at the pastor. But some of us don't need a psychiatrist, you just need a plan. You don't need a psychiatrist for worry. Somebody say, I need a plan. And listen, Pastor Keith is not negating the the, the significance of a psychiatrist in our lives. But notice this, and I believe I have it on our screens. Notice what Ephesians chapter 6, verses 12 through 13 says. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all to stand. Because watch this, there are times when the enemy uses worry as a spiritual weapon. And if he uses worry as a spiritual weapon in my life, then I need to be equipped. Watch this, somebody say, spiritually. So here's this, here's the critical thing. Somebody say, I've got to discern the difference. There are times where you need to go see a counselor. And there's times, watch this, where you need a spiritual plan. And watch this, the enemy will have you so messed up in your mind that some of y'all that think y'all need to see a psychiatrist, you really need a plan. Somebody say discern the difference. And here's how you discern the difference. Just some, somebody say just ask God. The Bible says if we ask for wisdom, he'll give it to us liberally. Uh, And I'm not saying that it's bad, but we've got to discern when worry is a principality and when worry requires a psychiatrist Because somebody say there is a difference And this morning I want to give us a plan against the principality of worry So here this I need y'all to understand what I'm doing this morning I know some of us might need to go see a counselor I know some of us might need to sit down with somebody but say some of us just need a plan so I want to talk this morning and give us a plan for the principality of worry, because if the Lord admonishes believers not to worry, it's not enough to, to dismiss worry. But our plan for worry must be that we defeat worry. I, I don't want to be the believer if God gives a command, and better yet, it's not simply a command; it's a promise over the life of a believer. For me to not to worry is a promise. Somebody say that's a promise. So here's this, I want to make sure that I don't just dismiss worry, but I want to defeat it. Somebody say, I want to defeat it. So the critical questions we got to ask ourselves this morning, and I have it on our screen. How do we defeat worry? What must be our spiritual plan against the principality of worry? Uh, I believe we find the answers to these questions in our foundational text. And as Paul is instructing these believers at the church of Philippi, notice I need us to understand something really important before we jump into the text. Notice this, they had much to worry about. These believers at Philippi face paganism y'all may be saying how did they face paganism because the church at Philippi was born in Europe in other words they had to face these Gentile gods and Roman and Greek gods somebody say paganism Paganism. and then these believers face persecution and here's why you may be saying why did they first face persecution because in Roman rule at that time Christianity was not allowed somebody say persecution And the believers at Philippi Philippi faced false preachers because of the idol gods that were uh, uh, um, prevalent in that time. There were false preachers and teachers trying to um, pull them astray from the Lord's doctrine. Somebody say false preachers. But yet, despite all of this, these believers encountered paganism, persecution, and false preachers. Paul admonishes them in Philippians chapter 4 to be anxious for nothing. And here's why that is critical. Because y'all know as believers, we'll try to come up with any and every excuse why we should worry. Did y'all hear what I just said? The pastor will counsel you and you'll say, Pastor, you have no clue what I'm going through. These believers face paganism, persecution, and even false preachers. And Paul says, be anxious for nothing. Somebody say, I can be anxious for nothing. You can be anxious for nothing. If the church at Philippi could be anxious for nothing, you can too. And watch this, in other words, to not worry. Yet Paul does not simply exhort them not to worry, but Paul equips them with a plan not to worry. And I believe despite the paganism that many of us face in this world, despite the persecution that many of us face in this world, despite the false preachers that we face in this world, and watch this, despite even the pressures of life, you can also be anxious for nothing. But we have to have a plan against worry. And therefore, this morning, I want us to glean wisdom from Paul's instructions to the church at Philippi so we too can have a plan to defeat word. Tell your neighbor, I want to defeat word. I to defeat word. So here's this, I, I want to walk the text so that we can glean this wisdom. Notice what the for, first portion of our text says. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing. I want us to stop right there. The presence of worry many times reveals what preoccupies our minds. Did y'all catch what I just said? Whatever worry is present in our lives, it usually reveals what preoccupies your mind. In other words, those with thoughts of worry are many times consumed with the things of this world. And hear this. I don't know if y'all grew up in the old church, but the old saints would say that you were worldly minded. Somebody say worldly. Worldly. Uh, the sad reality, watch this, is that we have more believers whose minds are full of the wor- world rather than full of the word. And you wonder why you worry so much because your mind is consumed with the things of the world. Tell your neighbor, get your mind out in the gutter and get your mind on God. We've got more believers whose minds are in the gutter. We sit in church and we're supposed to be worshiping and you worry about the bill. And you wonder why worry is consuming your mind somebody say I got to get my mind on God and watch this this is why the Bible says that we've got to bring every thought um, that tries to exalt itself above the knowledge of God into captivity because watch this the enemy will always try to get you to consume your mind with the things of the world I wonder what they think about me I wonder what's going to happen with my job next week I wonder if my kids are going to get sick somebody say that's worldly Y'all don't like that, but I've got to get my mind, somebody say, on God. God. And if it's not on God, tell your neighbor, it's in the gutter. Oh, I know we don't like that. Consider the New Life version of Luke 12, 29b through 38. Notice what the text says. Do not be worried about it, for all the nations of the world go after somebody say these things. In other words, a carnal mind. I know you probably heard some other definitions of what carnal is, but a carnal mind is simply a mind that is consumed with the things of this world. When I say that I that I never have enough, somebody say I'm consumed with the things of this world. When I'm worried about watch this, what people think about me, I'm consumed with the things of this world. And a carnal mind is not just a mind that is focused on sin. Somebody say, it's just the things of this world. It's, just the, things of this world. it's the things of this. So some of y'all feeling yourself right now, y'all doing some self introspection and you did not realize that your mind was, somebody say, carnal. And this is why our, mind, our plan against worry is that we must receive the clarity from God. In other words, somebody, y'all may be saying that Pastor Keith, that's, that's too deep. Somebody say, I need the mind of Christ. Here's how you fight against worry. You've got to have, somebody say that again, the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ. Christ. And this is why a foundational text admonishes us to be anxious for nothing. And here's the critical question that I know many of us struggle with is how are we not to worry in a world that presents so much to worry about? Y'all know that because I'm wrapped in flesh. And the Bible says that that we live in this world, but we're not of this world. But how do I not worry in a world that presents so much to worry about? In a world with so much dissension, how can I not worry? In a world with so much disease, how can I not worry? In a world that has so much death, how can I not worry? In other words, our mind won't be preoccupied with the words of this world when we have a mind, watch this, that knows that the things of this world is passing. Did y'all catch what I just said? I know that we're, this world is filled with death. I know we probably, some of y'all probably still losing y'all mind about COVID. Somebody say today. But here's where I don't get so caught up in the things of this world. When I know this world, somebody say it's passing. Yes. And the only way that I know that the things of this world is passing is somebody say, I have the mind of Christ. I need the mind of Christ. I'm not caught up in all what's on the news. I've got the mind of Christ. Notice this. I need y'all to see this in the text. Notice what first Peter chapter two, verse 11 says, notice this dear friends. I warn you as temporary residents. Somebody say, this is, temporary. this is temporary. Matter of fact, it says we're foreigners. Somebody say, I'm a foreigner. To keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. And watch this many of us have set up permanent residence in a place that God says is passing. Did y'all hear what I just said? I set up permanent residence in a place that God says is passing I ain't and watch this I'll never try to keep up with the Joneses when I know this world somebody say it's passing and y'all get so caught up in word about what you ain't God comparing yourself to other people but that is really setting up permanent residence in a place somebody say it's passing somebody say I need the mind of Christ I need the mind of Christ. And and watch this. When you know that you're simply in a world that's passing, you also know everything that you encounter in this world shall pass as well. Listen, so that means everything that I go through, if the world is temporary, that means the things that I go through. Somebody say it's temporary as well. Oh, that's good news to me. So I'm not going to lose my mind. Watch this. I never lost my mind about COVID because I knew somebody say it was temporary. I never lost my mind, watch this, and I've shared this before when I lost my job because somebody said, I knew it was temporary. And many of us get so caught up in what we're going through, and we're not, we don't realize that all of these things, if the world is passing, somebody say, so shall this. I love Mother Alvera, And it's not that she doesn't always find concern in what she's going through but you'll never know in the midst of it. Because even with every diagnosis, somebody say she knows it's temporary. She knows it's temporary. And watch this, if we can get the mind of Christ, if we can receive the mind of Christ, everything that I encounter on this journey, I don't care what the enemy tries to put in my way, no stumbling block, no device, no plot, no plan, I know that it shall to pass. Ooh, I ain't got to worry about something. Somebody say that's temporary. temporary. Therefore, our prayer must be watches as long as we're in this world. We've got to ask God to renew our minds and cause us to receive the mind of Christ. And this is what here's here's why I said this earlier. You've got to make sure that your your mind is not so much full of the world, but somebody say full of the word, full of the word, full of the word. and somebody say. Sunday is not enough Sunday is not enough. Sunday is not enough and this is the reason why a lot of saints that come to church will wake up the next day and worry because they thought Sunday was enough Amen. tell your neighbor Sunday ain't enough, Sunday enough. I've got to be somebody in my word okay. so say I've got to be in my word and watch this the enemy will use a mind that is consumed with the things of the world to believe what to have you believe what is passing is actually permanent The enemy wants you to believe that your season of lack is permanent. He wants you to believe that your season of loneliness is permanent. He wants you to believe your season of loneliness is permanent. But somebody say the devil is a lie. lie. When I know, when I have the mind of Christ, I know that the issues of this life are passing. I'm not going to lose my mind. I'm not going to fall into depression on things that are, uh, are temporary. And the enemy always wants you To believe it's permanent. In other words, that it will never, somebody say, change. I live in a world, somebody say, that's passing. It's passing, it's passing. passing. And I love how the New Life Version of 1 Corinthians 7.31 declares it. Notice what the Bible says. While you live in this world, live as if the world has no hold on you. The way of this world, somebody say, will soon be gone. Stop letting the things and and watch this the issues of this life take hold of you. I'm gonna live like this world has no hold on me because, watch this, I don't belong to the world. Somebody say I belong to God. And watch this, watch this. Here's a good litmus test do I really belong to God or do I belong to the world? If I don't, if I'm not, if you're always consumed with worry, I would question if you belong to God because the world should have somebody say no hold on me it ain't got no hold on me and I'm not saying that stuff doesn't catch us off guard I'm not saying that diagnosis and deaths don't catch us off guard I mean God I didn't see that coming but God hear this I know I belong to you so although I never saw it coming you did and because you told me that the things of this world, somebody say, I pass it. I, pass it. I can still watch this. pastoral. through. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's good news. That's why I love you, Miss Deborah. Because nobody probably knows your story unless you tell them. Yeah. And the reason she's still here today, somebody say it's because she belonged to, yeah, belong to God. Some folk would lose their mind if they lost a friend of over 40 years. Right. The one that they loved and hugged on. This daughter is still making her way to worship our God. Yeah. Somebody say she belongs to God. Belongs to God. See, I, I, I need that kind of resolve. That's why you need the old saints in the church because they know how to operate in the things of God. Yeah. They mean, this means everything shall pass. Everything that we endure and everything we encounter shall pass. Therefore, I can be anxious for nothing, but I need the clarity of God or either the mind of Christ to know that. So as the things of this world attempt to cause us to worry, you know what we gotta say? Let this mind be in us, which is also in Christ Jesus. You've gotta declare that over your life. Listen, don't don't let nobody tell you you crazy. Somebody say, sometimes you gotta speak to yourself. I've gotta speak to myself. I ain't gonna let nobody. This is why the Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. Cause everybody ain't gonna always understand your situation. So sometimes you gotta speak to your situation yourself. Ooh, I'll be in my room speaking to myself listen so as the tensions of this world arise we've got to declare let this mind be in us as the tragedies of this world arise I gotta say let this mind be in us and as the troubles in this world arise we've got to declare let this mind be in us and somebody maybe say why is this significant why, why, why should I speak to myself because at the sign of tensions tragedies and troubles the world's response to, is to panic Y'all hear that? But God's will for the believer is to know that even these things are passing. And watch this. Here's why this is critical. You'll never be able to be a testimony to the, um, to the world if you always panic at troubles, tragedies, watches, and taches. And the reason why the world did not come to us during COVID is because we panicked and we did not move as these things were passing. This is why we have no cloud. This is why we have no influence because we panic rather than thinking these things are passing I'm not saying you not use wisdom we use wisdom but I ain't panicking I know you feel all some kind of way but I serve a God that told me that this world is passing and listen somebody say that's why I'm here today I'm so glad for y'all cuz y'all didn't panic y'all realize this thing was passing my wife was saying this the other day. She was like, Oh, we, we walking around, ain't saints ain't got on no mask. She said, I guess COVID gone. I said, Yeah, COVID is gone. God told me that it would be passing. I'm not going to worry about that stuff because I serve a God that is permanent in a world. And watch this, and I live in a world. Somebody say, That's passing. You hear this not only does the mind of Christ reveal to us that the things of this world are passing but the Lord watch this this mind also reveals to me that the Lord has power over these things yes. it's one thing to know that stuff is passing but it's another thing to know that my God has power over it yes. Ooh, that's good news to me y'all notice this notice the new life version of John sixteen thirty three. notice what the Bible says the Bible says in the world You will have much trouble, but take hope. Somebody say, don't worry, worry. because I have power over the world. It's not enough for this stuff to be passing, but I serve a God who has power over it. So if I belong to God who has all power, and I know that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, although it may be difficult, my God has power. Uh, although it, it may give me some level of apprehension, somebody say my God, my God has power. My God has power. Oh that's good news y'all I don't know if y'all feeling that, but that's good news to me. Somebody say my God has power. God has power. In other words I'm not worrying about debt, I'm not worrying about disease and I'm not worrying about who dislikes me because God has power over I shared this to the church when, we, when I was planning this church I thought that there would be some people who would support me in this journey and then when, it, when I looked up they were nowhere to be found and that could have discouraged my heart but I wasn't caught up in who disliked me because God has power over that and you will start to worry about who's not on the journey with you somebody say my God has power over that i know this doctor has been to harvard he's been studying at yale i know you done healed so many folk and he's giving you a diagnosis that you do not understand he may be equipped but somebody say my god has power over that that. oh that's good news y'all my god has power somebody say i need the mind of christ so hear this if you're going to have a plan against worry you've got to get your mind out of the world and in the word you've got to know the God that you serve you've got to know what the word says about my current circumstances so that I don't lose my mind tell your neighbor don't lose your mind just get the mind of God alright so here's the next thing I want us to see in the text notice what the next portion of the text says but in everything by prayer and supplication this one is critical y'all our inclination to worry and, and, and hear this, I need you to catch this. When stuff catches you off guard, you'll get an inclination to worry. It will, it will innately make you want to worry, but it needs to move you to intimacy with the Father. Whenever something tries to trouble your spirit, somebody say, get intimate with the Father. But here's the sad reality that many believers, at the sign of worry, withdraw from the Father rather than being drawn to the Father. And you wonder why you're still worrying because somebody say i'm not with the father you've got to get with the father and i'm gonna tell you why this is so critical because that may sound so good i get that pastor Keith. that sounds good but you don't know what i'm going through hear this here's the critical reason why we've got to have communion with him because communion with god will also will always somebody say always, always. produce counsel from him so when i'm in a difficult situation when i'm in a situation that i don't have any clue about somebody say i need counsel from god counsel. I, that's when you need a counselor tell your neighbor that's when i really need a counselor that's when the, everybody somebody say everybody need a counselor yeah. it needs to be the counsel of god and hear this here's one of the reasons why many believers are defeated by worry, because they have no counsel concerning worry the reason why many of us are defeated by certain areas of worry in our life. Somebody say, I have no counsel. Go, go to the next tech, the, the next screen. Where there is no counsel, somebody say, the people fall. That's why you fell out. That's why you're in depression. That's why you're in a dark, dark place. Because somebody say, I did not have counsel from God. Where there is no counsel, the people fall. And I need to... I need to say something right here. Maybe the reason you're still fighting worry is because you failed to receive his counsel. You never sought him and he could never give you his counsel. You never sought him and he could never speak into your situation. When we get in situations that cause us to try to worry, somebody say I've got to seek him. I got to seek him and if we can be honest, hear this. There are seasons in life where we don't need the counsel of another believer, but we need the counsel of God. I'm not trying to be so deep, but there's some seasons where the pastor can't give you counsel, but you need the counsel of God. I'm not not that anointed. I'm not that deep. I don't think that more highly of myself than than I should. There's some seasons where the apostle can't give you the counsel. I need the counsel of God. Somebody say, I need the counsel of God. And somebody say, ain't nothing wrong with that. Because watch this, there are some things that we will face that desire to produce were in our lives that only the counsel of God will resolve. I, I hope y'all hear me and hear me good. Somebody may be saying, what do I mean? Sometimes, listen, I can encourage Miss Ivera about cancer, but she may not want my counsel because cancer's never been my battle. And she needs somebody say she needs the counsel of God. The only, I, I know we've been encouraging her and praying for her, but some stuff you need the counsel of God. You know some folk will try to counsel you concerning your children, and they ain't never have no children. Oh, somebody say I need the counsel of God. Some 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 of us watch this. I know it. It may be some of us up in here, but sometimes we don't we don't call the case, and folks trying to counsel us concerning the case, and they ain't never catch a case. Somebody say I need the counsel of God. There's some stuff that you will go through in this life where you need the counsel of God. And the only way you get his counsel, somebody say, if I seek him. If I seek him. If I seek him. Listen, when I, and, I, and I said this earlier, when I lost my job, it was one of the most troubling things in my life. Because I was the breadwinner for my home. And it's seemingly like everybody that I talked to was trying to give me a job. And God was trying to get me counsel. They was trying to tell me where I could find a job. And God was trying to get me, son, say counsel. And it was only the counsel of God that gave me resolve in my spirit. Because he reminded me of what he spoke to me years ago. I told God, I said, the next job I get, God, I wanted it to be full-time ministry. And then worry. Somebody said, worry lifted. The only reason where word lifted, not because folk who had good intentions in my life spoke into my life. It was because I got the counsel of God. Somebody say, I need his counsel. Oh, I need his counsel. His counsel will settle you. And hear this. Here's why this is also critical. Here's a word of wisdom. I made mention of this before. Godly counsel may be safe, but only God's counsel is sovereign. Y'all need to write that down. I'm telling y'all. The Bible says, "In the multitude of counselors, there is safety." So that means, if I go to my brother in Christ, oh, I can trust that that counsel is safe. I, I believe he loves me. I know. If I go to my wife, that that counsel is safe. But in other words, it's not sovereign. And in other words, I need counsel that will not fail. Folk can love you and give you counsel that will fail you. But there's some seasons and some situations that you go through where I need. I can't afford for this council to be safe. Somebody say I needed to be sovereign because if I don't get sovereign counsel, I might lose my mind. Ooh, I need counsel that's sovereign. Oh, that's good news y'all. Uh, there's some things where I can't afford for it to be safe, but I need it to be sovereign and counsel that is sovereign will not fail. And this is, I know for many of my bible readers how do i know that isaiah 55 and 11 says the word that proceeds out of his mouth that he sends forth will not return unto him somebody say void that means whatever god speaks that settles it it will not fail so some of y'all googling how to get out of y'all situation. Some of y'all having prayer meetings with folk that love you and I'm not de- denying the stuff that you try trying to do. I know that you're doing all of that stuff. I know you've been going from counselor to counselor and God, the watch this, the sovereign counselor is sitting here waiting on you to come to him. And you wonder why worry is still prevalent in your life. And God says, I've got a word that I want to send forth that will not return, somebody say void. And we wonder why we still worry. Oh, and watch this. And notice what this is why Paul instructs believers in Philippi with these words, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Somebody say everything. everything. If I'm supposed to not worry about nothing, he says somebody say take everything. Somebody say everything. By prayer and supplication. We're admonished, watches to present our needs to the Father. Yet, one of the reasons why word consumes the lives of many to include include believers is because we panic rather than putting our, presenting our needs to the father. We panic at the sight of needs, and God says, when a need arises, present it to me. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, come on, y'all. Y'all gotta catch this. God says, I hey, you ain't gotta worry about nothing. But if you never present your needs to me, I can never give you a word that will settle it. Somebody say your word can be over today. Your worry can be over today. Therefore, the question you got to ask ourselves when we encounter needs in this life, do we panic or do we present our needs to God? And watch this. I need you to catch something. Your response to the troubles and the needs of this life will determine God's response to you. How you respond to the needs and the troubles of this life will determine how God responds to you. Notice what David says in Psalm 86, 7. In the day of trouble, I will. Somebody say, I will. And I will call upon you. And for somebody say, you will. will. You will answer me. God gives us a promise. If we do not panic and we present our needs to him, somebody say, "He he will. He will answer you. That's good news to me. I don't know about nobody else, but that's good news to me. It's one thing to call some folk and they don't answer, but God ain't like that. It's one thing to think you'll send a text to somebody and expect them to respond, and they do not respond, but somebody say, God is not like that. God says, in the day of my trouble, I will call upon you, and you will answer me. Hear this. Stop calling on certain folk, this that are sporadic with answering you. I want to make sure that when I call somebody, that that response is somebody, somebody say, it's going to be sure. sure. And that's only God. Somebody say, that's only God. Only God. Ooh, that's good news. In other words, do we commune with him? And somebody may be saying, uh, why is this significant? Because there's an expectation of his counsel when we commune with him. When we, God will speak when we seek him. That's the good news. All you, somebody say, all I got to do is wait on him. I know you want to worry, but just wait on him. And and I've said this earlier in this series. The old folk used to say, He may not come when you want him, but he'll be there right on time. So all I'm going to do is find myself in the secret place where where I'm not consumed about the things of this world. And God, I'm going to sit here. Somebody say, Until you speak. And when he speaks, somebody say, That settles it and here this, here's the last thing I want us to see in the text the Bible says with thanksgiving our ability to deal with worry should not be predicated upon our current condition but it should be determined by our contentment y'all gotta catch this cause y'all ain't gonna like this this is the place where I believe many believers struggle with <laughs> worry worry your ability to worry is not about your current condition somebody say it's about my contentment It's about my contentment. Uh, Somebody may be saying, what do I mean? Even if God does not change our current condition, the Lord still commands us to not worry. He he says, even if I don't change it, he says, don't worry about it. And I think that's the most difficult thing to do. Therefore, as long as we're on this earth, our plan against worry must be to rest in the contentment in God. And somebody may be saying, Why is this critical to understand? Because, hear this, y'all ain't gonna like this. They probably told you wrong when you got saved. But when here's the thing that Scripture reminds us as believers that we would continually face afflictions. Y'all see that in Psalm 34 19? The Bible says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us. And then he also says that we would continually face attacks. The Bible says that man born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. Somebody say attacks. attacks. And then the Bible says that we would continually face adversity. So that means that our current conditions won't always be perfect. Therefore, our contentment must be persistent if worry is not to be our portion. Whew. It's not always going to be perfect. Because as a believer, you should expect affliction. It's not always going to be perfect because as a believer, I've got to expect attacks. And watch this, as a believer, somebody say, I'm going to face some level of adversity. See, y'all been listening to Joel Osteen too long. I'm telling you, you will get messed up in this journey if you do not believe that it comes with affliction, attacks, and adversity. So I've got to ask God, God, keep me content even in all situations. Because there's gonna be some stuff that's gonna catch you. Somebody say, off guard. Yeah. Yeah. Our believers, watch this. And here lies one of the reasons that many believers still struggle with worry because they're waiting on their conditions to change, and God is waiting on their contentment. We get so messed up because I've been praying, I've been seeking God, and my condition has not changed. And God is saying the reason why you still worrying is because you have not found find yourself in the place of contentment. Ooh, watch this. Here's a word of wisdom. If you commune with God in times of trouble, He'll reveal by way of counsel if he's going to change the situation, or you just need to be content in the situation. Yes, sir. And this is how I cannot worry, because see, I ain't going to worry about it because I've already been in communion with Him. And he told me that some, some stuff was going to change, but there's some stuff that I've just got to be content in. I realized that I was it's some folk that I love. And I'm like, why, God, have they not changed yet? Why? why? You, you know, we got some fathers who are still absent in our lives. And we're like, God, why are they not as, as, as close to me as I need them to be? And God says, listen, you're just going to have to be content in that situation. Right. And some of that was the best revelation I ever received. Because I was crying over stuff that God told me to be content in. But I would never know that if I was not in communion with God. Somebody say get in communion with him. Get in communion with him. And this is why Paul admonishes believers in Philippi. That as they present their needs to God to do so with thanksgiving. In other words, somebody said, shout contentment. And watch this, this is why Paul himself declares in just a few verses later in our foundational text. And if you need to write this down, this is in verse 11 of our foundational text, Philippians chapter 4, verse 11. The Bible says, not that I speak in regard to need, for I've learned to be um, whatever state I am in, to be content. So in, a, in other words, you can learn to live word free when you can learn to be content. I ain't worrying about what other folk doing. I'm not worrying about what other folk ministry is doing. I'm not worrying if you got a thousand, I still got a hundred trying to push past the hundred mark. I'm not worrying about that because I've learned somebody say to be content. I'm not not worrying because watch this. I've heard um, my former pastor say it this way. Watch this. um, um, What God has for you is for you. So I'm not going to be trying to compare myself to other folks i'm not gonna be trying to covet other folks i'm not gonna be trying to worry what other folk got because what god has for me is for me oh that's good news to me y'all That that, listen so when you don't get the job don't worry about that because that meant the job weren't for you did y'all catch what i just said I know you courted that one and you thought that was the one. And they just dismissed all of your um um um, um all of your pleadings. but somebody say that probably wasn't the one for you? And listen, you're gonna be happy about that because some of y'all covered in stuff and worrying about stuff that ain't for you, it'll cause you more trouble in the long run. It was one that I thought was so fine, I thought that's the one I wanted to be with, and then I see years later, God thank you, because now I know. <laughs> Because now I know. (laughs) And y'all worrying about stuff, somebody say that don't belong to you. We've got to be like the hymnists who say, whatever my life has taught me to say, it is well. It is well with my soul. When the issues of life arise or cause us to worry, we've got to declare. Somebody say, it is well. When the uncertainty of that diagnosis comes about, somebody say, I've got to declare, it is well. And even when the thoughts of those that left us try to cause us to worry, somebody say, I've got to declare it as well. Because what is for me is for me. And here's the reason that despite our current condition, we can say that it is well. Hear this. Because God is with us. Y'all heard that? I know your situation has not changed. But I'd rather be in a jacked up situation with God rather than without God. So the reason I can say it is well, because God is with me. Even when I don't have the money to pay the bills, I've gotta know, somebody say, God is with me. When I don't know what these specialists are trying to tell me concerning my current health condition, I've gotta declare, somebody say, God is with me. When they walk out of my life after years, and I thought they loved me, somebody say, I've gotta say, God is with me. I'm not going to worry about that. The reason that we can be content, because some of y'all say, Pastor Keith, that's crazy. You don't know my situation. Well, the only reason that is crazy is because maybe God's not with you. Because if God's not with you, if God is with you, somebody say, I will not lose my mind. And this is why I plan against where it must be to rest in the contentment of God. That Somebody say, God is with me. Somebody say, God is with me. And hear this? I'm done, y'all. The believer can't afford to be passive against worry. We've been too passive against worry. Because if so, worry has the ability to prosper in our lives. I know what the Bible says. Listen, I know that this weapon that has been formed against you shall not prosper. But if you put up no resistance to the weapon of the enemy, somebody say, it's subject to prosper. So I need a plan. I need a plan. I I need God to give me a plan against worry. The believer needs a plan. This is our ability to put up resistance against the enemy. So that both watches the enemy and worry can flee. Somebody say worry can end today. Worry can end end today. I'm telling you, y'all put this plan in place. Worry can end today. All we got to do is receive clarity from God. God, I need you to give me the mind of Christ. I need to know that this world is passing and all that I encounter is passing as well I gotta respond I know you're inclined to worry but you've got to respond with intimacy with the father find yourself in communion with God because the stuff that the pastor can't give you counsel about somebody say God can and listen when I know we always like to receive a word I know we like people to speak into our lives but you've, if, you've, if there's anybody in this house who's ever heard God for themselves, it's nothing like receiving a word from him. Right. And here's the good news. God is sitting waiting to give you a word. Y'all know we pay folk to give us a word. Right. We want to sow in the prophets for word. And God is saying, I'm sitting here waiting to give you a word. Right. And God says, I'll give you that word if you find yourself in communion with me. And all of us need to rest in contentment in God. I know what it looks like, but God is with me. And consider this. I I need us to see something. There's a promise from God when we commit to his plan against work. He doesn't leave us empty handed. Notice what the Bible says in our last portion of our text. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. This means we are rewarded with comfort from God. It's nothing like God comforting me that that even what it looks like y'all never had I I told y'all this that you can be a grown man somebody say a grown man man. and when you sick you want to be a grown man under your mama somebody say a grown man there's nothing like the comfort of your mama in times of need when you're sick. You still want your mama to fix you a little something, fix you a little something to eat, kiss you on the cheek. And something about that gives you this level of comfort. You still, your condition has not changed, but it gives me this level of comfort. God says, I'll do the same thing when you can put a plan for worry against worry in your life. God says, the comfort of God. And watch this. Here's the peace that surpasses all understanding where your girlfriend asks you how can you be so calm right now how can you keep it all together how can you put yourself together because i've received the comfort of god that's the stuff where people don't know i don't know how you came up out of that the only reason i came up out of it is because god gave me somebody to say comfort Woo. here's the good news y'all we really don't have to be anxious for nothing The enemy has a plan for worrying in our lives. We've got to have a perspective concerning worrying in our lives, but we also need a plan. Somebody say, I need a plan. I want us to stand to our feet. That's something that you've been worrying about. That's something that the enemy wants to use to take you out. I said this, the enemy just doesn't want to deprive you of your strength, but he wants to destroy you. But hear this, even as the device, this is why the Bible says that we should not be ignorant of the enemy's devices. Because if we know the devices of the enemy, we know how to defeat his devices. So now thank you God for your plan that you've given us. Get that thing that's trying to cause you to worry on your mind. It can end today. Somebody say it can end today. Father, we bless your name. God, we honor you and we love you. God, we thank you, God, that you cause us to have victory over worry in our lives. Thank you, God, for this plan. And God, we pray now, God, that your people will put this plan into action. God, we need to realize, God, that the things of this world is passing. And God, that means our circumstances are as well. Give us the mind of Christ. Give us clarity from you. God calls us to get our mind out of the gutter and put our mind on you because God if you give us our mind, your mind we'll recognize God that what the enemy wants us to believe is permanent, is actually passing God every encounter every situation every circumstance God that your people endure cause them to know God that is passing God that diagnosis is passing, that debt is passing, even the person that dislikes them God that is also passing Help us to have your mind so we can see clearly. Somebody say, Lord, help me see clearly. And God, we thank you, God, that even as we have clarity concerning you, God, let us commune with you. You're waiting on us, God, to commune with you. And here's the good news, God. When we commune with you, we'll receive counsel. For some of us, God, we try to talk to our best friend. That counsel was safe, but it wasn't good enough. We talked to our pastor. God, that counsel was safe, but it was not good enough. We talked with our prayer partners. That counsel was safe, but it was not good enough. Give us sovereign counsel. And God, we'll seek your face. We'll seek your face and God. You're obligated to speak. And when you speak, God, that settles it. Resolve our issues with word. And all we can do, all we need to do is commune with you. And thank you, God, for the contentment that's found in you. Although our situations fluctuate, we serve a God that changes not. And thank you, God, that your word declares that you are God with us. You'll walk us through every situation, everything we encounter, everything we endure. You're with us, God, we pray. And I pray, God, over your people that they'll receive your reward. And that's the comfort that is only found in you. Comfort us in your arms, God, we pray. We love you. We adore you, God, in a world that presents so much to worry about. Help us not to worry, we pray. it's in Jesus' name we pray. And every believer that believes, come on and say it with some level of confidence. Say, thank God. And amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hey, Minister Dominique, I'm going to ask you to come up now because I'm I'm drenched, y'all. But if you got anything out of the word, somebody give God another hand clap of prayer. I'm confident that you didn't stumble upon this podcast by accident because God is sovereign. And whenever our sovereign God sends us a message for a reason, he wants us to respond. My prayer is that you respond by allowing the word to be planted in you so that it produces God's will for your life. Until next time, strive to not simply come to church, but to become the church.